And how's it going, everyone? Peter here with episode two, season one, volume one of Peter's Content Free Podcast. I don't remember what I said last time, but something like the podcast where nothing ever happens, something like that. That's good enough. Um, yeah, so if you're expecting me to address some relevant topics, um, to talk about the events and uh, crazy stuff that is gripping the world right now and taking it by a stranglehold, um, you know, go somewhere else because I'm just going to kind of drone on about a few things and uh, maybe I can put you to sleep or talk along with you as you work on something, you know, that, that would be fine with me. That would be just dandy, actually. I'm working on getting a bitter taste out of my coffee maker at the moment. Uh, actually, I have no idea what's wrong with it. I, I, I fully blame myself. It's a fairly nice coffee maker. I don't know the brand. I can't see it from here. I have it on the floor of what, according to the floor plan of my landlord or my the apartment complex or whatever, should be, quote-unquote, a den. Um, there is an identical floor plan. I, I have the one-bedroom apartment. Um, there's one bedroom and then a den and then, uh, but if you look at the floor plan of the two-bedroom layout, they just changed the den to a bedroom. So, uh, exact same square footage, exact same layout. Uh, I don't know, it's just, it's just wording, it's just syntax. Anyways, my, for some reason I've got, I've always kept my, uh, coffee maker on the floor ever since I moved here. I've always kept my coffee maker on the floor over there. And uh, nothing bad has ever happened, but everyone has always ridiculed me about it. I don't have a whole lot of counter space. That's part of the problem. I've even got a couple little, like, tables in there, a little TV tray table. Uh, but that mostly has painting supplies on it. So I don't have room for a coffee maker in, in there. Actually, a lot of my counter space in my kitchen is taken up with various brushes and whatnot. Anyways, I noticed in the last few, I noticed in the last few pots, cups, Pots of coffee that I made, the, the coffee I made was extraordinarily bitter, uh, which I don't particularly have a problem with. Um, I'm no coffee snob. I drink a fair amount of coffee sometimes, but I'm not a coffee snob. I don't particularly know what good coffee is or bad coffee or people say, you know, mm, that is a good cup of coffee. I just nod along and sometimes people say, that's, a, wow, this coffee is terrible. I nod along and I say, uh-huh, but I keep drinking it. And sometimes I go to, there are a lot of little coffee shops around me. I haven't really, you know, gotten down to uh, settling into one. I really miss Chicago. There was a good coffee shop there that I really, I uh, really felt at home at. Um, and I got a lot of work done at. Um, and it was good for me because it got me out of the apartment. Um, but I haven't really found found anything like that here uh, in Wilmington at the, at the moment. Um, but I don't remember what I was saying. But anyways... Anyway, sometimes I do go to the, some of these little coffee shops around here in Wilmington, and some of them get really artsy, um, artisanal. Is that the, is that a good word to describe how they get with their coffee? Kind of hipstery. Hipstery is kind of a hipstery word to say. Or I don't think hipstery really applies stuff anymore. People, it's overused. It's overused. Um, anyways, and they get really crazy about their coffee because I, I guess customers get really crazy about coffee. And this one place, you know. Um, they had like the cold pressed coffee. They have the nitrogen infused coffee, and another place had all these crazy beans and roasts and 
all this Colombian whatnot, and they're like, oh yeah, we roasted in-house, and they're going on and on about how special and amazing it is, and I'm assuming some people really do get caught up in it and love hearing about all this stuff, and I, the whole time this lady was going on about how incredible and special their coffee is, I just, I just couldn't imagine how um, flabbergasted she'd be if I told her how much I had enjoyed just the plain black coffee I had had for McDonald's the day before. Uh, I really just go to coffee shops, not because I like special, crazy, artisanal coffee, but because I like being at coffee shops and just kind of sitting there, you know, sitting at a desk uh, that isn't a desk in my apartment and working on something for a while, you know, doodling or reading or even if I'm just scrolling through nonsense on my phone. Anyways, so my cups of my, my pots of coffee have been getting a little bit bitter, and I'd been drinking them happily um, until sometime, for some reason, I don't know if some, someone mentioned something after I mentioned, wow, this coffee is bitter, uh, but they mentioned that, like, you need to clean your coffee maker or something, and maybe it won't be as bitter anymore. And I thought, huh, maybe I could clean it. But how do you clean a coffee maker? I know my coffee maker has a self-clean feature, um, and sometimes the feet, I think I did flip through. I don't know if this is manly or not of me. I don't know if... If you're a true man, maybe, are you not supposed to read the manual? I didn't really read it. I, I, I perused it. I flipped through it like a flip book. And I did see the word, you know, something about how um, every now and then the self-clean light will come on by itself if it thinks it needs to clean itself. But you can also press the button and make it clean itself. Um, now, I, I fully know how this how this coffee maker could be dirty. Like, I know how this could happen. It's not a shock to me that this coffee maker could be dirty on the inside because, um, I don't know if other people have done this. I feel like I couldn't be the only one who has at some point made coffee and then left the coffee grounds in there and the filter in there, uh, for a little while. Sometimes I go through phases in my life where I make some coffee or I get into phases where I make coffee for a while. I drink coffee every day. Um, sometimes I make the coffee at home and I keep drinking at home, or sometimes I I go out for coffee from a coffee shop. I get into little phases, little habits. Some habits last longer than others. Uh, but sometimes coffee gives way to drinking, drinking you know, like uh, Red Bulls or energy drinks. Um, lately, if I drink Red Bulls, I've been drinking the sugar-free ones, and then every now and then it blows my mind when they don't have sugar-free ones and I drink the sugary ones. Those things are almost... Um, unbearably sweet. It's amazing. Uh, but it's all its all really about what you're used to, and you can get used to anything. That I'm sure of. That I'm sure of. Almost anything, anyways. There's probably something you can't get used to. Um, anyways, so I, I made coffee at one point. This, this must have been at the end, the end of a cycle, the end of a phase of myself making coffee at home for a while, for a couple months there. Uh, and then I didn't make coffee for probably four months at home. And I forgot. I forgot all about it. I did. And to my chagrin, one time I, the cycle started again, and I thought, hmm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make coffee at home. I bought some more grounds because, because it, it fully, it fully well could be that I, I stopped making coffee at home just because, I ran out of grounds and I didn't feel like buying more. Uh, who knows how life works? Life is a, a weird and unknowable thing, and. And so I bought some more grounds and I went to make another, another pot of coffee because, you know, it's just nice to have something to sip on, a, c- a couple mugs, 
two, three, and uh, who knows? And um, lo and behold, I lift up the top of the coffee maker, and there is a whole, a whole world of a whole culture. Oh, it 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 all just kind of sprung out at me like a jack in the box. All this mold, this growth in there, kind of it almost jumped out and hit me in the face. It was crazy. Um, thankfully, it didn't like smell really bad. I guess coffee's coffee is pretty good at negating, you know, and reducing odors. I suppose coffee grounds and stuff. Uh, so I guess the thankfully the mold didn't smell bad. I guess that's why I didn't even know it was in there. Um, but uh, it was pretty gnarly. It was like all all up in the coffee filter and the all of that and in the in the res. I guess it was just I think it was just all inside every part of my coffee maker. Um, so I was like scrubbing it down, and I was like, "Wait, if if I'm scrubbing this down with all this cleaning fluid and cleaning solution and everything, does that mean it's like? I mean, I think I was spraying it with a with a spray bottle, you know, like right on the inside of the guts of the coffee maker. I'm like, there's no way I'm wiping all this stuff out of there. Is that like gonna go down into my coffee? So I was like, I did like several, so, you know, several walkthroughs so, cycles of the self clean. Is the self-clean bad for it? Like, what is the self-clean? Is that just running it through with just water? Is it hotter? Is it like a... Is that like when you put the uh, the stove in a self-clean and it just, like, bakes all the gunk off of itself? Who knows? Anyways, so... Anyways, I started using the coffee maker again. I don't remember exactly what I did to it. And I, uh... I probably drank... I've probably drank five pots of coffee out of it before I realized it was just... Before I realized I could do better, before I realized the coffee could be less bitter, and if it could be less bitter, why not? You know, I was drinking four, four or five pots of this extremely bitter coffee, and I sipped it down just fine. Every now and then, I would kind of involuntarily cringe. You know, like a little shiver would go down my back. This stuff was so bitter, and I was just assuming it was because I had like the weird. Uh, I'm no expert. I was just assuming it was because I had like the the ratios of grounds of coffee to, you know, grounds of coffee in the filter to however much I was pouring in the reservoir. Um, I, I just assumed I had too many grounds in there or not enough water or something. I was just assuming I was doing something wrong. But someone told me that it could be too bitter because it was dirty in there or something. Now, someone that's listening to this podcast right now could know something um, totally different than me totally different. And I've been kind of going off on a tangent, kind of a rambling story about this the whole time. And if they know exactly why it's bitter and this isn't the reason, they're probably a little bit, uh, a little bit miffed, you know, like, no, Peter, that's not why. All you have to do is this. Anyways, I'm sorry. Someone suggested to me that I get some white vinegar and run it through there in the self-clean cycle. So I ran like a like a quarter gallon of white vinegar through the self-clean cycle in the coffee maker, uh, which, of course, made my whole house smell like vinegar, which I wasn't, you know, I've had worse smells in my house. Um, actually, you know, that's, if you need to get rid of some house smells in your house, boil some white vinegar, pro tip. Um, and, and now, so that my, I didn't, but then you can't make coffee right after that. So I, now I've run through like, two or three more cycles of just water through the self-clean. And there is in my, in my coffee maker, like a little of like another little filter that you like put on the end of this little thing. You dip down in there. It's like a little uh, charcoal, something or other. 
I don't know how that works. That's just weird and bizarre to me, but you got to put it in there and you got to switch it out every few months, they say. I don't think the, the coffee maker came with a whole bag of them. It's just one of those things you don't have to understand, but you can do it easily without understanding it. Am I right? I'm right. Okay, so I did it. After I ran the vinegar through there and two more self-clean cycles, I replaced the charcoal one, and now I think I'm about to run through another self-clean cycle with just water after, I don't know, I'll just, I'm just going to do it a bunch of times. I'm just afraid to make a pot of coffee that either tastes like, well, I'm, frankly, I'm, I'm afraid to make vinegar coffee. That's what I'm afraid of. I'd rather have bitter coffee. I'd rather have very bitter coffee than vinegar coffee. I mean, I like vinegar sometimes. I don't know. That's usually like apple vinegar. People put like, like if you go to Five Guys, Burgers and Fries, they have bottles of vinegar to put on your French fries, I guess, or whatever else you want to do. And that tastes pretty good. I'll soak, I'll soak a pile of French fries in vinegar and gobble those things down. Uh, but I just don't know about putting vinegar in my coffee. Maybe it would be good. Maybe it's just one of those things you just never think would be good until you try it. But uh, I just don't feel like trying it. I like keeping my coffee simple. I just drink it black, not because I ever liked it like that in the first place. I think I started liking it just because I liked the simplicity of it. That's why I liked it. And so then I then I fell in love. I fell in love with the the flavor and the experience of drinking it after. I fell in love with the idea of it, which is a little bit backwards. I understand that. I understand that. It's okay. All right, so some amount of time has passed since the last sentence I said, and I don't really know how to address that in the future. I don't usually, I mean, sometimes I might record all of these podcasts at the same time. The previous 14 minutes, however long, of this podcast was recorded all in one sitting, almost all in one breath at times, it felt like. Um, but... I'm not sure how long, maybe a day or two, maybe two weeks, a year. Uh, some amount of time has passed. I, st I clicked stop recording, uh, and then I forgot about it for a little while. I worked on other stuff. I slept a few times. I, I went and I ate a few times. I took a shower or two. And here I am again to finish recording the rest of the podcast. And I think I was talking about coffee before. Um, I am, actually... I have made a couple of pots of coffee. I have actually just finished making the second pot of coffee. Um, uh, what, what was I saying before that uh, that I was I was struggling with the coffee tasting bitter or something? I was going through all these elaborate measures to, you know, attempt to make the coffee less bitter or something. I don't know, um, but I, I went through those measures and I have now started making coffee in the coffee maker again, uh, and it's still a little bit bitter. It is. But as I was saying, I was still drinking it before, and I'm still drinking it now. And I've got a cup of it here right now. Um, some of these, you know, there's a lot of different shapes in coffee mugs. Some coffee mugs are tall. You know, they, they're, they're wider at the top, and they, they kind of taper down. They're narrower at the bottom. And then I feel like recently, of course, I haven't, I haven't been drinking coffee for a lot of my life, so I haven't had a, a very long experience with coffee mugs. But I feel like recently there's been a... A resurgence in popularity of these kind of broad, fat coffee mugs that you could also almost eat soup out of. Now that could be one of those things that was popular for a long time before I was even, you know, around. You know, maybe maybe that was one of those things that was really popular in the '80s, and I have no idea about because I didn't exist. Um, 
but here I am. I've got one of those coffee mugs. It's you know, if it it's it's about as tall as it is wide, and I haven't taken a sip yet because it seems really hot. But yeah, it's still a little bit bitter. But I just don't know what to do. Maybe my coffee grounds are too old. Maybe I'm putting too many coffee grounds in or too few. I really don't know what to do. I've I've done all I know how to do with the actual coffee maker itself. So it has to be something else. It has to be the coffee grounds. It has to be how how long, you know, like it brews for or something. I don't know. I'll try buying different coffee grounds or something. We'll see. There's only so many things it can be, right? Who knows? Who knows? Um... I've just found a piece of, I've just found a piece of paint on my finger, like dried acrylic paint. I just did the, I just did the dishes. Whenever I do the dishes, it ends up being about half art supplies and half actual dishes that you eat off of. Um, I just also, before this, recorded a video or a commentary for a video about, um, during part of which, uh, there's a story about a, well, I don't know if a story is the right word because there's hardly any plot or anything, but it mentions a man Whose, whose hobby is painting little pictures and ruining his brushes uh, with um, ruining his brushes by leaving them soaking in water. Of course, that is a little bit based on myself. I got that or I got the idea from myself because well, I do that my, I, I do that myself. Uh, I, I did ruin a few brushes, except in the story the guy the guy in the story ruins it very expensive brushes. and thankfully, um, it seems like very expensive brushes do seem to last a little bit longer uh, while soaking in water than the very cheapest brushes. And I did throw away two brushes just now while I was quote-unquote doing the dishes, but they were only the very cheapest brushes I had, thankfully. I think I probably bought like a six-pack of them for like $6 or maybe even less, uh, so I'm not too worried about it. I, I said I have a whole counter full of like, there's probably like 15 or 20 brushes there um, I just kind of, I rinse them out, I dry them and when I get around to it and I set them down there on the counter to dry. And then eventually when I get around to doing something that involves paint, which I don't know why I have so many brushes, uh, when I primarily do things that it just involves pens. I think what it really comes down to is me just being obsessed with art supplies. And so I have all sorts of art supplies, even the ones I don't use. I mean, I have, I probably have you know, 200 markers, uh, colored markers, you know, of all sorts of different brands and types. It's, uh, I don't know if it's a healthy thing. I, I probably mean, probably need to learn to be a little bit more minimalistic when it comes to buying art supplies and using art supplies. And, uh, you know, like when I want to do something that comes down every now and then I, I have the urge to make, you know, like a, a very colorful, um, you know, explosively colorful drawing with markers and Sometimes I guess I want to, you know, uh, use, use like some new markers. And so I buy some new markers instead of using the ones I already have when I probably should just use the ones I already have and learn to use them. Um, I don't know. I guess part of it is that using new art supplies can be a very inspiring thing. If, if you don't have, uh, you know, like if you don't feel motivated, buying some new art supplies in itself can, can feel motivating and it's inspiring. So... I don't know, it's an expensive way to get motivated and inspired, but it works pretty, pretty, um, pretty frequently. So, you know, if you've got a, a couple extra dollars rattling around in your wallet and a couple, the op, you know, 
Wow. Well, when I was when I said this was a content-free podcast, I really meant it was a content-free podcast. I really don't have anything to say right now, so I'm just going to take another sip of my coffee, and you guys can listen to that. It really is... I mean, I'm not a coffee snob, and that's pretty bad coffee. I really don't know what to do to make it better. And I didn't... I've had better coffee from worse coffee makers. I purposefully went out of my way to buy a better, like, to buy a coffee maker that was, like, one step up from the lousy, like, completely plastic coffee makers. Like, mine's a Cuisinart, right? That's pretty decent. It's, it's like, made out of aluminum and crap. What, what's wrong with my coffee? I have Pete's Coffee. Isn't that, like, a brand of coffee, coffee shops? And it's my name. I mean, it's spelled differently. It's spelled P-E-E-T, apostrophe S, or something like that, but... I mean, I, one time I posted a picture of that, of the coffee I was buying, or I Snapchatted it or Instagram snort, snorried it, storied it or something, and someone was like, whoa, I've been to that coffee shop. So, I mean, I don't think my coffee is the problem. Something is the problem, though. I don't know. Maybe it's my taste buds. It's no, it wouldn't be the first time that I was the problem. Hmm. Sometimes I do miss... One of the main things I miss about Chicago is the little coffee shop I used to go to, though. That was a good, that was cool. That was one of the main ways I made friends in Chicago, though. Just, like, having one place to go to consistently and just, like, see the same people over and over again, like the other regulars, and to just say, hey, or, you know, say, how's it going, or, you know, chit-chat. I'm not even like a big chit-chatter. I'm not good at small talk, but it doesn't feel like small talk if you actually have some small talk that you actually care about to exchange, I suppose. I guess I kind of realized that after a while. If I had looked back, if I had listened in on my own conversation and I didn't know myself or I didn't know the other person involved, I would have thought, wow, these people are just making small talk. But I never actually made small talk. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. If you care about the person and you care about yourself, then it doesn't feel like small talk. It just feels like investing in, uh, you know, the relationship. I don't know how it works. People are weird. Life is weirder. And, uh, you know, you're just trying to get through it, I suppose. But I haven't really, what, I'm, what I was trying to say is that I haven't really found another coffee shop uh, that I've, or another place like that, that I can keep going back to, spending time in uh, outside of my apartment um, that... Uh, that, yeah, like, like that. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't really like coffee shops because I like coffee. I like coffee shops because I like coffee shops. Just like, that sounds kind of a hipster thing to say. That sounds like kind of a hipster thing to say. I don't really know what hipsters are anymore, but I don't know. I just like the, the atmosphere of sitting there, you know, maybe like some little weird nonsense music diddling along in the background, people chit-chatting. Uh, you know, people coming in and out, getting coffee, and I can sit there at a table, drink my coffee, um, and, uh, you know, read a book, doodle, you know, scroll through stuff on my phone, and then after I'm there for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, maybe two hours, three, four hours at the most, um, go back to my apartment and just uh, feel a little bit less, you know, have a little bit less cabin fever, I suppose. I don't know. I feel it all sounds a little weird, but I've I've gone to like four or five coffee shops here uh, in Wilmington, and none of them really scratched that itch. 
Anyways, I wonder what would happen if one day everyone went out to their cars. You know, if they were taking everyone, you know, I mean, their kids out to school or whatever, or going to work or just over to the park or wherever people go in their cars too. Uh, and they had to turn the ignition the opposite direction to start their car. You know, at first, of course, they would just, without thinking, try to turn it to the right. I'm, I'm assuming every ignition turns to the right to start. Every ignition I've ever turned a key in has gone to the right. I think if you turn to the left, it like does something a little bit different, like, you know, just turns on the electrics, electronics, or the, you know, like the you can turn on the radio or something without actually starting the engine. But what if everybody had to turn it to the left to start the engine and like nothing happened if you turn it to the right? Also, I want to know why turning the ignition isn't called igniting the car. Put the key in, ignition, turn it, you ignite the car. Or at least you ignite the engine, right? Isn't that what that's all about? Something, I don't know, I'm no engine scientist. But anyway, it's like, what if? Would it just be like one of those things where you just realize it must have all been in your head? Like, what? Like when you go into the kitchen and you can't remember why you walked into the kitchen, so you just walk back into the den and sit back down and be like, hmm, must have been nothing, and you just chalk it up to your brain being weird. If you, you turn it to the right a few times and turn it to the left and it finally turns on, and you're like, there's no way that your ignition could have gotten switched around. It must be you. It must be you remembering your, your ignition wrong. Then you would have just, you would just drive to school and or drive to work and probably not say anything about it to anyone. And if you did say anything about it to anyone, they would have been like, "Well, maybe they would be like, oh, that happened to me too." But, 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 who would switch both of your ignitions? I wonder if it would make the news. Hmm. Also, lately I've been confused about the aurora borealis. You know the northern lights. You know, I'm sure they're amazing, and everyone keeps saying they're amazing. Um, and I could probably do more research on my own and figure this all out my own, but uh, on my own and be sure instead of wondering about things. But I don't know. This is probably a bad, a bad stance to take about things. But sometimes I really do think it's more interesting to just wonder about things instead of knowing for sure. I don't know. They say ignorance is bliss, but I don't know about ignorance, but just. Maybe wonderment is bliss. I don't know. That doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well. But these aurora borealis things, everyone keeps posting, you know, like beautiful pictures and beautiful videos. But the thing about these pictures is the pictures always seem to be so heavily digitally edited, you know. They're like always way overexposed. I don't know all the words, but like they're always like, like um, you know, like uh, what was it called when you leave the shutter open for a long time, you know, like. Ex long long exposure or whatever you know, or the the, the colors are like extremely tweaked and um, crazy. Uh, it's just insane. Like they they're like if they're so I'm sure they're pretty in the first place, and so people want to make it look prettier. Kind of like when people take pictures of sunsets, they never just take a picture of the sunset and then post a picture of the sunset. They take a picture of the sunset, you know, especially on like Instagram or something. They take a picture of it, and you put an awesome filter on it to make it even look more gorgeous. I feel like this always happens with Aurora Borealis, too. And then, so I feel like I don't actually know what Aurora Borealis looks like. But everyone says it's amazing, and then they take videos of it, and it seems like it's almost always a time-lapse video. 
of it, you know, like rippling along through the sky. I have no idea what this stuff actually looks like. Uh, and realistically, like how fast this stuff moves in the sky, how bright is it actually in the sky? How colorful is it actually? N none of the none of the pictures or videos I feel like I've ever seen online um, have ever been unedited or raw. You know, I f I feel like I could just look it up right now and be like, you know, just type it in raw aurora borealis footage. But I didn't think of that until I was just saying those words. Hmm. That's probably happened with a lot of things in my life that I just don't, that I just haven't thought about it, you know? I wonder how many things there are in life that every, that I haven't seen in person, but um, every instance of it, every picture, every image of it I've seen online or in books, or maybe every description of it I've seen has been edited or, uh, you know, sensationalized in some way, like these pictures have been digitally sensationalized. And everyone that says, you know, like, oh yeah, I went up to, I went up to the North Pole or wherever you go to see Northern Lights in Scandinavia or whatever, they're like, oh, it was the best thing I've ever seen. It was like a, it was like a sea of swimming lights in the sky. We we did it on our anniversary and it was incredible and it changed my life. But if it was so incredible, why do you need to put so many crazy filters on it and HDR it up and all this crazy stuff in your pictures? You know, I don't know. But I mean, I I do the same thing with you know, sunsets. And sunsets are beautiful in person, but I still put crazy filters on them when I post fi pictures because I got, maybe maybe you just want it to, you know, things like that. I know sunsets, I've, I've almost completely given up taking pictures of sunsets just because it's never, they're never ever, you can never do them justice taking pictures of them. I mean, maybe unless you had like a zillion dollar camera, you could start to capture one fraction of the beauty and glory of a sunset, right? But then you try to, but you know, if you have like your little phone or whatever, it's not even worth it. You know, people just have to take your word for it. Really, like, it's pretty much just like here. Hey, look, guys, I was here at this amazing sunset. When you take a picture of it, it's just on a little screen. When you're there, it's all around you and it's enveloping you, and the colors, you know, you're swimming in them. And uh, I don't, I don't know what I'm saying anymore, but maybe it's like that for the Northern Lights too. People just, people are just trying to convey the same feeling of awe that they felt, um, like, through those pictures. I'm not sure. But all I know is I have no idea what Northern Lights are actually like, dis despite seeing so many pictures and videos of them. Maybe one day I'll see them. I still want to see them. I'm not saying I'm, like, done with them. I'm not swearing them off. I'm not saying it's all over between me and the Aurora Borealis. Okay. There is a point for every cup of coffee where it um, it's too hot, right? Coffee is too hot, and you have to timidly sip at it, and it hurts you a little bit. If it's way too hot, then you really regret it, regret it for like a day or even two. Um, but hopefully you, you blow on a little bit, and that doesn't happen. Hopefully you wait. Um, that's a mistake you don't make too often, hopefully. But then it's too hot, you just sip, 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 and then hopefully you're there. Hopefully you don't forget about your coffee. Hopefully you pick it up. And you happen to take a sip right when your coffee is at the right temperature. It's the perfect temperature just for drinking. And I, I try to drink at least half my coffee when, you're, when my coffee is at that, my, the cup of coffee, when it's right at that perfect point, that for perfect temperature, just for, for slurping down. It, it feels good in your mouth, in your throat as it goes down. You feel it warming your whole body. It's not too hot. It doesn't burn anything but it's warm and it, it just feels great going down.
but if you wait too, like a, even a minute or two longer, it seems like, then it's just it's just kind of warm. It doesn't feel hot anymore, and it's just not quite as satisfying. And then after that, it's just a downhill. It's just downhill, and I mean, I'll keep drinking the coffee even after that as it keeps getting cooler. Uh, but you know, it's just you've missed you've missed that golden that golden moment of coffee warmness. And that's where I'm at with this cup of coffee right now. Unfortunately, I missed that whole golden moment while I was talking and trying to think about things to say. Um, but strangely enough, there's something about liquid, liquid science, uh, that I have no idea about how the liquid will seem to, you know, if you let a cup of liquid sit there, especially coffee, coffee seems to get colder than water. If I let a cup of coffee sit here and I let a cup of water sit here and both just sit here for a while, if I take a sip from both of them, it seems like the coffee gets cooler than the water. And I don't know why that is or what's going on or if it's all just in my head. Maybe it's because the coffee used to be hotter and it's sliding down this temperature scale and there's some sort of momentum. I'll say that's what it is. Temperature momentum. It's a thing. Look it up. Wikipedia. I've got to hurry up and write an article about it so you know it's there, so you know I'm right. All right, I want to go back to something I was talking about before, the um, Northern Lights, the Aurora Borealis. I want to say that I did just watch an incredible video, um, a 4K, I don't know, you know, it's, it was a 4K video, but I watched it in 1080p, so that doesn't really matter, but it looked like it was a real-time, you know, like pretty raw, unedited video of some Northern Lights somewhere in the North. I guess they don't have them in the South. Does the South have anything, any equivalent? I guess they just have penguins, huh? The North has Northern Lights and polar bears. You know, I don't actually know where polar bears are. Where are polar bears? Just North? Are they like way up in the Northern Territory in Canada or something? Like where do polar bears live? You know, in, in the movies, cartoons, they're just like floating around on chunks of ice. But how do you live on a chunk of ice? No, but also in other videos, movies, propaganda, whatever, nonsense that I see, sometimes they're like eating penguins, which would be in the South, right? So what's the, what's the big deal? Are polar bears even real? For all I know, they live off Coca-Cola. Anyways, wherever polar bears are, I hope they get to see Northern Lights before I do. Anyways, so I watched this video of the Northern Lights. It seemed pretty real, um, except for the fact that the Northern Lights themselves seemed totally, and in every single way, unrealistic. And by that I mean they looked entirely uh, computer-generated. They looked like a Winamp um, like music visualizer. I'm not saying the video wasn't real. It was real, I'm pretty sure. Um, but it was just, uh, it was eerie, it was creepy, it was beautiful and haunting. Um, I would definitely go look at these and just stand there, you know, and like everyone says, I'll jump on the hype train about getting, you know, standing there and just kind of, you know, going, you know, getting dazed and sitting there, standing there, whatever, lying on my back doing a snow angel and staring up at the Northern Lights. I think I would totally do that. It looked amazing. It looked amazing. So I don't know why, actually, I mean, I think I'll go back to my normal sun sunset thing about why people um, you know, edit them so heavily, but they looked, they looked incredible, unedited, in the way they're like waving around and pulsating and everything, 
uh, was simply stunning, to say the least. But, uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna, I have about, um, one third of my coffee left here. And before it gets too cold, I'm gonna go ahead and drink the rest of it. No, I'm not gonna drink the rest of it. Anyways, um, I think that's all for this podcast. I uh, hope you're all having a good day. I don't know why you listen to this whole thing. Maybe you're draw. Maybe you're doing some drawing right now. Maybe you're driving somewhere. Maybe you're using this to fall asleep. Maybe you are asleep right now. Maybe you started listening to this uh, while you're awake. And maybe right now I'm talking into your ears while you're asleep. That's kind of creepy, actually. I'm I, I'm a little creeped out by that. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. Um, but it's fine. You know, do what you will. Uh, maybe you're doing the dishes or, you know, folding clothes. Or maybe you're just sitting in front of your computer uh, staring at the screen. I think I'll make a little video of me drawing something to go along with this podcast like I did for the last one. Nothing too serious. Just some little scribbles. I like I like me some little scribbles sometimes. Just, you know, keeping it real with the scribbles. Some little pen or something. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to... Um, and uh, it might not even be real time, but it'll probably be close to real time. I'll just look at, I'll just look at however long uh, I recorded for, and then I'll will start drawing and set a little timer, and hopefully it'll be roughly the same amount of time. So I think like the last the last podcast I did, um, it was at like a hundred and eight percent speed. So that means it was just barely, just barely sped up. So. If it's at 100% speed, it's not sped up at all. And if so, if it's at 100, 108% speed, it's just a skosh sped up. Anyways, I hope you all have a great day. Uh, you're all amazing. I love all of you. And, uh, you know, take it easy. Take a sleazy. Do whatever you want. Um, yeah, go draw a picture or something. Or, or, you know, make one of those little... What are those little pegboard things with the little uh, plastic circle things you put on the pegs and then you turn them over and cook them kind of like plastic pixel art I kind of want to do a really big one of those how what are the biggest version of those how big do they come that's what I want to know like I, I would do one that's like four feet by four feet I've got to look it up on the internet anyways um yeah have fun everyone and uh goodbye goodbye Oh, wait, hold up. P.S. Postscript. I just want to say that due to the fact I realized this um, while I was editing this podcast um, afterwards, um, due to the fact that I recorded this in two chunks, the first part, the first 13 minutes, and then the last part, um, like two or three weeks apart, I forgot totally what I was talking about, what I had, what points I had mentioned in the first part when I recorded the second part, and that explains why I mentioned some points again, uh, kind of rehashed them, reiterated them. Uh, but I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Like, what am I going to do? Not talk about the same things over and over again? That seems like the perfect thing to do. Whatever. Anyways, take care, everyone. Bye.